Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thanks to everyone who's been sharing the podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, We appreciate it. We're going to talk today about tongues, about uh, the gift of tongues that God gives us, and really the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Um, There's a few things that I've learned uh, that have really helped me to understand the purpose of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So I'm going to lay some foundations uh, here that I believe will help you. Um, I take for granted that everyone listening has been in revival services and has gone to Bible school, and obviously that's not the case. So let's lay some foundations. The Bible says in, um, uh, we're going to start at John 20, verse 22. So I want you to see something in the Bible. But Jesus is walking with his disciples. This is after the resurrection. And it says he's, and he's talking with his disciples. And after that, it says, um, uh, and when he had said this, he breathed on you. It, well, verse 20, John 20, 20. And when he said so, he showed them unto his hands and his side. And and then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, peace be unto you. And as my father has sent me, even so I send you. And as he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. This was the moment for the disciples after the resurrection, where he showed them his hands, showed them his signs where he breathed on them and received the Holy Ghost. This is the moment that they got born again. Uh, When you get born again, you receive the Holy Spirit on the inside of your human spirit. So we know, according to 1 Thessalonians 5.23, that we're spirit, soul, and body. We're three parts. The Bible says in John 3, you must be born again. We've all heard that phrase before, born again. Your, Your mind doesn't get born again. Your body doesn't get born again. Your spirit gets born again. So that born again part of you, when at the new birth experience, when you're, when you're born again, you receive the Holy Spirit. He comes to live on the inside of you. The Bible says in Romans uh, chapter 8, and I'm going to read verse 9, it says, uh, But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So at the new birth, the moment you say, Dear Lord Jesus, be my Lord and Savior, forgive me my sins, you come, you, you, the moment you become a Christian, you receive the Holy Spirit indwelling your human spirit. Uh, the Bible says that um, he who is, 2 Corinthians 6 says, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Your spirit basically melds, if you will, right? The Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of your spirit. Um, that's the new birth experience. That is not the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They're two separate experiences. One is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. You're born of God. You're born of the Spirit. John three three said, unless you're John three five said, unless you're born of the water and born of the Spirit, you shall not enter the kingdom of God. And so that's the new birth experience. It's actually related to when Jesus was born of the Holy Spirit. Mary. His mother was the, the womb that he came through, but he was born of the Spirit, right? Joseph wasn't Jesus' father. The Holy Spirit was. He was born of the Spirit, fathered by God through the, through the Holy Spirit. So now that we're caught up, so you have the, the new birth experience, born of the Spirit. Even people who don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost, who've never spoken in tongues, have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of them. That's what being a Christian is. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. After that, Jesus then commanded his disciples, Luke 24, verse 49. He told his disciples, he said, go tarry in Jerusalem. Well, let me find it for you. 
Behold, I send the promise from my father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. So these, they were already Christians. They were already born again. But he said, you're born again, but go tarry in Jerusalem. Acts 1.8 says, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost part of the earth. So for us, the purpose of the baptism of the Holy Ghost is to receive power, to receive the same power that Jesus walked in. If you notice, when Jesus got baptized in water, at the same time, he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So he was born of the Spirit already, but then he was baptized into the Holy Spirit by John the Baptist. So when John the Baptist baptized him into water, the, the Holy Spirit descended on him. The, the Father baptized him in the Holy Spirit. And then what? And then the miracles came. Jesus did no miracles before his baptism into the Holy Spirit. So for us, it's the same thing. He said, go tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Now, there's many wrong ways of thinking that have come out of this. There's people have tarry meetings and they wait for the Lord. The Holy Spirit, you don't tarry for him anymore. He hadn't been given yet. So for us, for, so at the day of Pentecost in Acts 2, when it says the day of Pentecost was fully come, and they're all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a mighty rushing wind. And it says, in the, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost was given. He's been here in filling believers. You do not need to tarry for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You need to ask Jesus to baptize you, and you need to receive the Holy Spirit. Acts 19.6 says the Holy Spirit was given through the laying on of hands. So you can have somebody lay hands on you as well to receive the Holy Ghost. You don't even have to have someone lay hands on you. You can buy faith. In the same way, no one listening to my voice asked God to forgive them to be their Lord and Savior, and he said no. He'll always say yes. It's by the same faith that you know. The moment I ask God to forgive me, he's going to forgive me. The moment I ask God to forgive, to fill me, he's going to fill me. It's by faith. And so the baptism of the Holy Ghost, what does it come for? Number one, the, bap- the purpose of the baptism of the Holy Ghost is for power. Power for what? Power to be a Christian the way you were meant to be. Power to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Power to cast out devils. Power to raise the dead. Matthew 10.8. You're telling me that as a normal Christian, stop calling yourself a normal Christian. There's no such thing as a normal Christian. Christians are unnormal just by the nature of it. You're born of God. If you call Jesus walking around laying hands on everybody normal, then yes, you're a normal Christian. That's what you're called to do. Matthew 10.8. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. They were operating under Jesus' authority. The disciples were delegated authority. But when he left, he said, I have to go. You have to go tarry to be endued with power. So what is the point of tongues? Number one, it's power. Power to, to fulfill the Great Commission. Power to not only preach the gospel, to, but to confirm it with signs and wonders. Power to heal the sick. Power to serve God. You know, Romans 6.14 says, sin shall no longer have dominion over you. It's the Holy Ghost who gives you power to resist sin. So power to overcome. 1 John 5.4 says that we're overcomers. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. But it's being, it's, it's, it's the ability, the power is God's ability on the inside of you to cast out devils, to deal with sickness and disease. God has intended that every believer has the authority and the power to deal with the works of the devil. 
The Bible says in 1 John 2.20 and 1 John 2.27 that we've been anointed by God. So God has placed an anointing on us. 2 Corinthians 4 says we have a treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the, the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. God has intended that the power of God is there for every believer, but it's up to you to go after it. I want to tell you something. As much as you want from God during your time on this earth, you can have it. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12 and 14 to desire earnestly the best gifts. What is it talking about? The gifts of the Holy Spirit. So the, the, the purpose of the, the, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, number one, is power. The initial evidence is speaking in tongues. So God gives you a prayer language. Brando robo rasa bara di lebre, brando rondo randa bababa sabara shari lele gele borodo rodo do do do, bomba rande lembo rasondo rongara di lele, brinde lele borogoro do do. What am I doing? I'm singing in the spirit. First Corinthians 5, 14 verse 15 says, I'll pray in the spirit. I'll pray in the understanding. I'll sing in the spirit. I'll sing in the understanding. So what am I doing? I'm obeying 1 Corinthians 14, 15. Father, I pray for every person under the sound of my voice that no one goes another week longer. No one goes another day longer without receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Lord, perfect that which is missing in their life in Jesus' name. Lord, I worship you. You're holy. You're wonderful. What am I doing? I just did all four of those things in 1 Corinthians 14, 15. Prayed in the Spirit, prayed in the understanding, sang in the Spirit, sang in the understanding. So you receive this heavenly prayer language. The purpose of the prayer language is it's an entrance into the, the, the manifestation of the gifts of God. The, the Bible says in, um, let me find the scripture that I'm looking for here, Acts 19. That's the one I'm looking for. Acts 19, verse 6. And it says, and when they had heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. So the entrance into the gifts of the Holy Ghost is uh, speaking in tongues. You speaking in tongues is an entry point for the gift of faith, the working of miracles, the gifts of healings, uh, the discernment of spirits, tongues and interpretation of tongues, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, everything it talks about. Um, uh, the discernment of spirits, everything and prophecy, that everything it talks about in 1 Corinthians 12 and 14. So it's an entry point. What else is the is your prayer language for? It's to build you up. Jude, there's only one chapter, verse 20, says, And ye beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith. I want you to hear me on this. The prayer language God has given you isn't something that you only when you they only pray when things get really bad. It's to keep your spirit man built up. You know, when you're in a place of strength, the Bible talks about, if you've noticed in the Ephesian prayers, that you would have power to receive. You know, staying built up and staying in a place of victory in your spirit is a, is a place where you can receive from God. People who are defeated find it difficult to receive. If someone comes in defeated and I, I say, the Lord's going to heal you, there's no expectation. Why? Because they're already in a place of defeat. So what do you do? You carry yourself in a place of victory. One of the ways you do that is by praying in tongues. If you wake up and you're discouraged, what do you do? You pray in tongues. Well, how long do I pray in tongues for? You pray in tongues until you're encouraged. I say this, and I heard Smith Wigglesworth say this, pray in tongues until you hit joy. That's how you know you tap the river. 
I want to read you another scripture, John chapter 7, verse 37 through 39. And it says, And Jesus stood up in the, in the feast, on the great day of the feast, and he said, um, he cried, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. So God gives you this language. And what does it do? It taps the river on the inside of you that begins to flow. Brande, you know, there's, there's times where I'm preaching and people get healed while I'm preaching. What is that? Well, first of all, it's the compassion of Jesus that he heals his people. But what is that? It's a river that's flowing. It's an anointing that's flowing. And so I let it rip. I preach as much as I can. Because when I preach, things happen. When I lay hands on the sick, things happen. When I lay hands on people, things happen. Why? It's a river that's flowing out of me. But I've learned to keep that river tapped. Well, for me, I pray in tongues and, and I just feel like it's laborsome and it's hard. Well, pray until you hit the well. The well is there. Trust me. And then I want to encourage you. Someone asked me, what do you think about when you pray in tongues? Because the Bible even says you pray, but your mind is unfruitful. I either think about a scripture or I use my imagination for the things of God. I'll imagine myself laying hands on the sick. Or I imagine the Lord. I think about the Lord. There's a description of the Lord in the book of uh, Revelation, the first chapter. There's a description, and I'll think about the Lord. But you, but you keep. If you're thinking about football and praying in tongues, you're not going to get as far or go as deep as if you're you dedicate that time to do only to to set it aside to spend with the Lord to pray in tongues. So what does praying in tongues do? It builds you up. What does it do? It prays out the will of God. Romans eight twenty six. Through 28 says, let me find it here for you. It says, uh, the spirit himself helps us with our infirmities for we know not how we should pray. So it says, um, but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings, which cannot be uttered. And then it says, and we know that all things work together for good to them. They're called according to the, uh, to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So when you pray in tongues, it's actually the Holy Spirit praying alongside you. And what is he doing? He's making intercession for you. If you don't open your mouth and pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit isn't able to intercede for you. Now listen, Jesus is still interceding at the right hand of the Father. But the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples was your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus can be praying out the will of the Father for you, but the Holy Spirit prays it out here on earth. It takes that cooperation, I believe, to get it done. There's the prayer in heaven, but there's the prayer on earth. So for me, when I wake up and I... What am I doing? I'm pr- I'm, the Holy Spirit is praying with me, and He's praying out the will of God for my life. So it's, it's, it's setting me in a place where I walk out the things of God. And that's why two verses later it says, All things work together to good to those that love God. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is prayed through you. So God gives you this crazy secret weapon called the baptism of the Holy Ghost. People are sometimes nervous of it because it's the unknown. And you know what it is, is people want to be in control. 
It didn't expire with the disciples. It's still alive. It's still around today. There's hundreds of millions of people who have been baptized in the Holy Ghost and who speak in tongues. But it's a gift that God has you, has for you to give you power, to give you a prayer language to communicate with Him, to give you a prayer language to build yourself up on your most holy faith. I make a point to stay stirred up. How? By, by praying in tongues, by singing in tongues, by the word of God. I pray in tongues throughout the day. It isn't just one set time. When I think about it, I pray in tongues. I get home and I pray in tongues. I have some dedicated time where I only pray in tongues, but throughout the day when I remember. The Bible even says that it refreshes you. Many people have never felt refreshed spiritually. They feel like their spiritual life is a chore and it's, they have to dra- they're dragging themselves through it. But Isaiah says that praying in tongues is there to refresh you. Isaiah 28, 11. This is actually Old Testament, obviously, talking about praying in tongues. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people, to whom he said, this is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. For us, God has given... The, uh, us, God has given us a prayer language to refresh ourselves. The other day I was in Costco and I was pushing my car and I decided to just pray in tongues. People are going to think you're crazy anyway. There's enough nationalities in Florida that they, I could have been speaking in some funny language. And so what did I do? I pushed the cart and I prayed in tongues. I wasn't aggressively loud, but I prayed. And within 10 minutes of just praying in tongues, not quiet, not super intense, like I was trying to figure out a hard math problem in my head and you can see it on my face. No, just praying. What was I doing? I was praying in tongues. And what happened? Man, I just felt so refreshed. I didn't even think about it. I just prayed, and by the time I left, I was just so refreshed. The Spirit of God refreshes you. God wants you to live in a place of strength. This isn't to wear you out. This is to refresh you and bring you to a place of strength. Allow God to baptize you afresh in His Holy Spirit. If you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, then even right now, that anointing comes, even right now. Lift up your hands. Unless you're driving, then don't. But right now, in the name of Jesus... Receive the Holy Ghost now in Jesus' name. Speak it out. That's it. Speak it out. You begin. Boranda anda rambo bora shambora sadile bredele bo barada Hallelujah. If you got filled with the Holy Ghost, I want to hear about it. If you got baptized, I want to hear about it. Please reach out and connect on Instagram. I remember uh, praying with a guy that I worked with to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and he prayed in tongues for the first time. And he said, man, Why do I feel so clean on the inside? (laughs) I said, that's the Holy Ghost. He He sanctifies you from the inside out. I love you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you. Pray in tongues. We'll see you on the next podcast.